Just realized I can actually uh, do the uh, podcast and do a Facebook live video. So here we are. Um, if you have to excuse the noise, I'm at a coffee house in Brentwood, Tennessee. Um, uh, Want to come here and get some coffee. I'm sort of just waking up. Um, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Kurt Dennis Jr. Um, I currently live here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, former competitive uh, powerlifter, um, currently a competitive bodybuilder. I'm in the off season right now because this whole year is fucked so far. And um, let's see, uh, I've worked security pretty much most of my life. Um, worked at several bars. Uh, between here and Montgomery, Alabama, pretty much. Um, uh, you have to excuse me, this is my first one. The first one of me doing a podcast um, and then doing a Facebook Live video at the same time. Uh, I'm 40 years old. Um, I have my own uh, clothing line, as you can see. This is one of my shirts. Um, I'm all about promoting uh, patriotism, uh, promoting what I love, which is also patriotism, but also uh, bodybuilding. Um, been lifting weights since I was 12 years old. Uh, I've done a shit ton of powerlifting competitions, probably in the realm of like 20 uh, competitions, 20 plus. Um, uh, and I've done three shows. Uh, I did like a guest post uh, somewhere over back in 2017. That was just kind of get my feet wet. That's another story for another day. Uh, if you're ever in Brentwood, Tennessee, there's a place called the Well Coffee House. Um, that great coffee here. I'm a bit of a coffee drinker. Um, uh, other than that, I'm trying to that's pretty much pretty much about it um want to go right ahead and jump into uh, uh this podcast slash facebook live video um if you hadn't already if if you don't live if you're not living in tennessee currently i'll tell you uh, the situation uh, one, we didn't have as strict of a lockdown as most states still are right now. Uh, we were only locked down for six weeks. Um, once the governor gave a go-ahead to open everything up, um, he, he did so, but he also uh, allowed the mayors of Memphis, Jackson, Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Johnson City, to make their own decisions as far as you know when they're going to open up. Well, as luck it was, as luck as would have it, um, 
Nashville is run by a Democratic mayor, uh, and that would and uh, and uh, his phased opening plan was very slow rolling out. Um, I think for the most part of May, Nashville was in phase one, uh, and then it went into phase two. I think after Memorial Day, and then went into phase three two weeks ago. Uh, as, and then, of course, just yesterday, uh, uh, they got the news because of the uptick of COVID-19 cases. Uh, they are going back to phase two. And what that means is that most of your bars or your restaurants are going to be shut down for two weeks. And granted, that's what it was in the beginning. When this all started, it was two weeks. But then it got extended another two weeks. Then it got extended another four weeks, and then it was uh, ridiculous. So a lot of my friends, uh, I used to work at Whiskey Row on Broadway. So, and I used to work at Losers, uh, that was also on Fourth and Broadway. So I have a lot of friends that work down there. I have a lot of friends that literally depend on uh, depend on that income, especially this time of year. This time of year. Um, this is when we get a lot of tourists that come, uh, especially between March Madness, which was uh, pretty much 86 by the whole COVID-19, between March Madness and Labor Day. Uh, so, so far, they've missed about six weeks worth of business. And then, uh, you know, doing uh, to-go orders and curbside service, I mean, that's not enough revenue for those bars. Some bars don't even have food. They can't open. Um, uh, uh, unless the capacity is at 50% or greater. Um, so it's been frustrating for a lot of people on Broadway. I did a Patriot March uh, two weeks ago. There might be longer than that now. And I've ne I haven't been back to Broadway since March. And I saw businesses being boarded up. Uh, well, businesses that were, were boarded up from the riots and looting that occurred uh, uh, earlier last month, <clears throat> which the mayor was actually at that protest, the peaceful part, before it turned into a riot and looting later. Most of Broadway was completely, Broadway was pretty much trashed. Businesses were vandalized, businesses were broken into, robbed. I mean, it was. It was it, it, it pissed me off personally because I've worked that area and that part of town is already struggling to, you know, come up. And then nothing, I mean, nothing was done on the mayor's part as far as uh, handling that situation. Businesses were you know, forced to take a hit. Uh, I mean, police are doing their job here. They've arrested several individuals that were a part of that. Um, but like, you know, City Hall was vandalized. I mean, I, I went to uh, uh, the courthouse and the courthouse, I think the courthouse was vandalized and City Hall was caught on fire. I'm not sure which of the two, but we went to the courthouse and you can tell there were like areas that were completely fucked up and it was, uh, it, it was different. It was a different sight walking down there. Um, you know, you had people out and about and everything. But still, it was like you can still certain businesses were still closed down. Uh, they weren't open. This was like, again, this was like maybe three weeks ago now. So, so personally, 
for the mayor to go back to phase two because of the uptake of COVID-19 is rather fucking stupid. Um, it was, uh, it, 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 God bless. It's infuriating because while it's okay to have protest, which is what happened, it's not okay for people to go down there, have a good time, and actually, you know, enjoy themselves. And the other reason is that, one, because of how things were handled with the lockdown, uh, by ha having everybody stay indoors, shutting business down, this little uptick was, 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 was bound to happen. Uh, in most states, they had a slight bump and it came down. We're in that, we're in that phase right now. Uh, and uh, last night was the last night most bars were gonna be open for two weeks. And they did, and he, and he did this right before 4th of July weekend, which honestly would have been a good weekend. You had bars pretty much stocking up everything getting ready to go early in the week and now they got to eat those profits because of what this dumb fuck of a mayor has done um it 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 i i i heard about it yesterday and i was just like are you fucking serious right now like you're doing this today like you could not have done this earlier in the week you could not decide this earlier in the week so it really just kind of like it's one of those situations where you know everybody on Broadway is forced to bend over and take it. I mean, because it's you know you can be pretty much pretty much pretty much getting fucked. Um, it's not okay to do businesses dirty like that because that's dirty. Um, I mean, it's okay for protests to happen, but it's not okay for business to be open, and that's been most of the struggle pretty much most of this year. I mean, you have businesses that rely on you know uh you know to provide for their family to put food on the table roof over the head closing closing people's backs can't do that um most businesses tried to apply for a small business loan never got it and i know i looked at uh the i looked at expenses at one um at one gym i'm not sure where but he got like a ten thousand dollar loan and that that doesn't even like put a dent in the rent. I mean, he might be able to pay the power bill, but the rent is like he he did he, he definitely needed a hell of a lot more than ten thousand dollars. And I mean, God bless if you actually got the loan and actually sufficed, but then you had major corporations manipulating the system, getting money that they really didn't need to get. So uh that's been a bit of a shit show, but yeah, that whole that 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 whole that whole situation it's is bullshit. I mean, now bars are gonna have to hunker down for two weeks, if that uh, depends on you know you know depends on what the mayor decides to do, and he's not he's not exactly a, a, a fan favorite right now because earlier this week. He issued a uh, mandate for face masks. I'm in Davidson County right now. I'm not wearing a face mask. That's plain and simple. There are several people here not wearing face masks. I think it's at that point where people realize how fake this whole situation is and that 
uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, a, a funny story: a, a, a buddy of mine went to the uh, Walmart and uh, not Walmart, the Kroger's in Donaldson, uh, which is uh, north of kind of north north Nashville, north of downtown a little bit. He was going to go in. He's a bodybuilder. He was going to go in and just get, you know, a few things. I mean, I do it all the time. He was going to go in there. He was going to uh, get what he needs and bounce. I mean, I'm the same way. I like to be in and out. I don't like to spend a lot of time. I'm trying to lessen the amount of trips to the grocery store as I can right now. Um, But he went in and was approached at the door. Um, He was told, hey, you can't come in without a face mask. This is 19, I, say, I, I want to say Blaine is 19, 20, 21, I'm not sure. Ever. But he basically told them, look, I'm coming in. I'm going to buy what I need. I'm going to pay for it and I'm going to leave. And if I got to come back for more stuff, I will. But if you put your hands on me, you're going to end up with a broken jaw. Okay. Uh, at that point, they didn't bother him. He went in, did his thing. Um, he even gave him enough time to call the cops, which they never came. And I'll get to that in a second. But um, he uh, went in, got his stuff, and bounced. Nothing happened. No one bothered him. No one said anything to him. And of course, this is a bodybuilder, so people are going to uh, be less to approach. Uh, most of us got most of us meatheads anyway, but that's the kind of thing that we're dealing with here in Nashville. I know it's I know Texas got hit with the same ordeal earlier this week. Like I said, and, and just for just for you, some of you know, when I say Nashville, I mean Davidson County. Uh, and, and just so you know how crazy this is and how this mayor is like. There you go. Um, just so you know how this mayor is operating right now. Cities like uh, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Dixon, Lebanon, Hendersonville, um, Franklin, even White House. They're wide open right now. I mean, wide the fuck open. I mean, uh, I go to Golds in Smyrna. They fall through the phase plan. They just started back aerobic classes, I think, like three weeks ago. Well, a little, little bit longer than that, I think. Um, but they were going through them pretty fast. And, of course, a lot of the COVID cases in the, in the beginning were lower in these areas than it was in the than it was in the metropolitan area of Nashville, Davidson County. So I can't help but to think, or, I mean, granted, it's, it's come out now that that as some of this testing is coming through, some of it is uh, it's it's being uh, uh, compromised. Big surprise, and um, that some of these uh, politicians, governors, and mayors are are purposely doing that uh, just so they can get federal assistance. It's, it's, it's from what my knowledge is to get federal assistance uh, for uh, for from the government. Uh, I've got friends in New Jersey right now that are just flat out, flat, flat out fed up with Governor Murphy. I mean, I think when Belmar Jim 
took a stand and opened up anyway, that kind of caused a wave of resistance against this government. And just so for some of you who may or may not know that particular situation, now you know, they opened up, police came out, said, Hey, you're violating executive order, have a nice day. I was pretty much into it. Well, for that day. Then the next day and the next day afterwards, things just slowly started progressively working against them to the point where the governor had the locks changed on that gym without the owner's consent. And then they got a federal court ruling two weeks ago, which said that the locks had to be changed back. So now that gym's been having outdoor workouts for the last few weeks. Um, at the same time, trying to fight to reopen their business officially because they're in the state right now. Even though they're, even though they're doing workouts outside, they're doing the best they can, the best they can. But at the same time, their their revenue's taking a hit, and that's not the only business in New Jersey that's taking a hit. Several businesses are taking a hit in New Jersey, um, and uh, it's infuriating. I mean. Uh, the mayor here is saying he's going to he's going to modify phase two, but for the most part, most of your bars that don't serve food, they're going to get shut down. They're going to be shut down for two weeks. There's no way around it, um, and that's infuriating because I love Broadway. Uh, it's if you ever been to Broadway here in Nashville, it's a it's 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 a, it's a it's a great scene. You got music playing, you got people, I mean, crowds of people out and about. I mean, Nashville hosted the uh, the NFL draft, and it was just wall-to-wall, packed full of people. It's, it, it's actually in my Instagram highlights. You have to go back a good bit. Um, but you can see, I was at Whiskey Road, and I was looking out the window, and you could see just loads of people just packed on Broadway. And it was just crazy. Uh, but that's the kind of that's the that's the kind of I mean that's the money that Broadway brings to Nashville. People come to Nashville mostly for Broadway. I mean, you got Midtown. I've worked in Midtown, and it and, it, and it's just the same. It's it, it gets crazy down there too. Most part because I think Midtown's closer to uh, uh, Vanderbilt University. So, um, but uh, yeah, my thoughts on that situation is it's. It's fucking lame. I mean, businesses, there are businesses down there that weren't even open. And there's no future for them right now. I mean, Whiskey Row was open last night. And uh, I know my boy DJ Grant Fisher was pretty pissed about it. He's been pretty pissed about, about, uh, pretty pissed about the mayor for quite a while now because he's a DJ. And he's a, um, and uh, he basically uh was uh I mean, he's a dj and that's and that's that's how he that's how he makes his money so there's no telling uh, there's no telling when i mean if it's going to be 14 days exactly um or if it's going to be like before start out two weeks then go another two weeks but while everywhere else in the uh Outside of Nashville, they're pretty much rocking into uh, phase uh, phase four, I believe. Uh, Davidson County itself, it's back in phase two. 
Um, so it's a little it's a little frustrating for a lot of my friends that work down there because they're out of work again, or for the most part they're back on limited hours. You know, a lot of these businesses uh, in that and uh, I think in phase two or one, I'm not sure they can only be open for a limited amount of hours. Uh, bars they really can't go late night anymore. They probably have to shut. You know, if they're doing curbside service and if they're doing um, uh, to go orders, they can only be open to maybe 10 or 11. I mean, and again, bars, I've worked in the bar industry for a long time. That's not how they make their revenue. I mean, they make their revenue from like eight o'clock to like three in the morning. That's where they make the bulk of the revenue. That's where they make the most money and doing pick, doing, doing to go orders and, um, doing to go orders and, um, curbside service it's not sustainable for any business because they're they didn't really start their business doing that stuff so um i also uh want to jump into something else that i uh god bless i want to jump into something else that i i think i woke up to this morning or no i actually i took a nap yesterday and i saw it uh, about the um, uh, about the NFL, God bless. About the NFL uh, doing a black national anthem before the real national anthem. I, this is this is, and I just got a message that the Washington Redskins were contemplating changing their name of their team and that's ridiculous I that's one that, that uh, I could I mean you can tell how a little frustrated I am just bringing that up because it's stupid it's it's crazy it's a way to divide a country even further and there are certain people Democrats mostly that are wanting this more than anything um some of these people need to watch that movie remember, remember the Titans because the, the, the story that movie was based off of was based off of real racism not fabricated not fantasized not anything um, and while all these changes are happening with NFL teams to the whole hoax with NASCAR to changing the name on a bottle of syrup it's it, it's not it's, it's not solving the overall problem the overall problem is not racing the overall problem is the uh, issue with police brutality uh, and and that generally comes down to officers need to have more training there are, there, there are people that I follow on Instagram who actually take pride in training law enforcement um, uh, through their military experience. And I think that's a great idea. Uh, but one of the things I learned when I did security that I know that a lot of that could very well be the reason for the cause of a lot of police brutality is because of the fact that uh, the ability to de-escalate a situation uh, is not there. Um, take the Ray Sharp Brooks uh, situation, for instance, 
the officer that that was in that video if you watched the whole 90 minutes of it not the not the ending it's like watching the ending of a movie and you're like okay what happened what led to this point that's where my thought process goes I do it showed up on my Facebook feed it was like a whole 90 plus minute video of the officer's body cam from start to finish and he was basically doing a great job of uh, of, of uh, not necessarily de-escalating, but trying to make him aware of what was going on by asking him several questions. And I've worked in the bar industry. He was lit, like, like completely lit. He completely forgot that the first officer had asked him to pull over into the parking lot. And then when the second one showed up, the one actually had the body cam that we were that I was watching off of. He didn't even remember parking into the parking spot. Not. I admit, I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. I've, 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 I'm, I, I would, I, 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 I I'm going to digress a little bit. Several years ago, I was at a bodybuilding show. I took a hit of weed. And, um, well, things didn't go, didn't, things didn't end up too well. Um, as I was completely, like, uh, completely disoriented like I had trouble finding out where I was and then I you know and then it was like a time skip of like two and a half hours later I'm in my car I don't remember how I got in my car two hours two and a half hours before I completely couldn't remember where I parked my car two and a half hours later I'm sitting in my car with the AC on black because I'm hot and I'm like how did I find my car so well that, like I said, I get the, 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 like I said, we've all been drunk, we've all been high, we've all been in that situation before where we can be like, yeah, I, you know, I could easily not recall some of the shit I did when I was drinking. Same here. So, for him to forget where, just moments before the officer asked him to park his car, uh, it was like, um, yeah, that's understandable because you're freaking lit you're drunk you know uh i don't know if i can still find it but like i said if you could it, it, it was on my facebook feed. i'm not sure i should have shared it but it was like a whole 90 plus video from the time the officer engaged him to the point where rayshard brooks resisted arrest and the officer dropped his body cam and then as the body cam's on the ground you can actually see Rayshard Brooks running, and then you can see the officer running behind him, and then that's when happened, happened. So, um, I would say that in going back to Minneapolis, you know, with the situation there where the, you know, where the officer there had a history of police, of police brutality, but Minneapolis PD did not do anything about it. They just kept putting this guy on the ship and kept putting him in, you know, putting him on the streets. So, the issue is not race. The issue is police brutality, and police officers need to be better trained at handling situations before it has to go to where, you know, violence has to be the end result. Um, so, it, um, uh, that, that's, that's my stance on it. Um, I don't believe in Black Lives Matter never have never will um simply because they 
pop up whenever there is a situation where there is a white man and a black man involved. Uh, and, and the way they are now, they've gone miles and miles away from what initially brought them onto the scene, which was for George Floyd. It's miles away from that now. No one's even mentioned that man's name anymore. Like, like it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And now it's like they make these horrendous demands for this and for that. And things are not even related to what happened with George Floyd. It's like they're not even on topic anymore. They're just doing it for themselves. Um, and uh, somebody had commented on something I posted on Facebook saying that um, that uh, black like that you know that you can support Black Lives Matter, but you know you could not support the BLM. I'm like, no, they're one and the same. You you could you could slice that cheese six ways a Sunday, and you're still eating the same cheese. I mean, I'm sorry, it's. In my opinion, all lives matter. Okay? Because when it was a white officer doing the exact same thing to a white man, it barely got any sort of attention amongst the uh, mainstream media. Locally, it got attention. But beyond that, nobody cared. You know? That's wrong. When it was a white man on the neck of a black man it was wrong too both scenarios have nothing to do with race when you look at both of them um it was it was just it was it was just uh, a little annoying for me on how we're going to the point where you know uh where we're doing a black national anthem to pander to the masses it's, I, I, I don't agree with it. I mean, I think it's ridiculous. And then, of course, the whole NASCAR hoax thing, that was just insane. <laughs> I, I, I got no words for that shit. Um, <clears throat> but it was, uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. I, I believe that a lot of what they're promoting is victimization, you know, and, and actually bringing that to the light more. And it's, I was never raised to be a victim. I, I, my parents never raised me to be no victim. Okay, growing up, I had, you know, whenever the worst time, the, the well, not the worst time, but the one time that, that everybody, my, my my brother and my sister were all nervous is when grades come out. Because if you got anything lower than a B, you have to justify for it somehow. And I look back at it now, and I think. My dad was actually testing us, and I think he was wanting to see who would actually own up to like, hey, you know what? I didn't do as well as I did this semester. No excuses. I'm gonna do better. We never did that. <laughs> we never, we, we we never got that message. We were literally sitting on a school bus trying to come up with every excuse imaginable. And I think one year, I'm not sure which one of us did this. I know it wasn't me. It might have been my older brother. And I know it wasn't my sister. But apparently my older brother had some issues with a teacher. And uh, he ended up with a uh, 
uh, the first thing my parents look at is the GPA. That's the first thing they look at. They before they look at the grades, they look at the GPA because they somehow got it in their memory. Well, actually, I take that back. Uh, in Ohio, where I was born from Columbus, Ohio, um, every semester's GPA is listed, and it shows obviously if you dropped or if you gone up. It's a good thing if you went up. You know, no punishment, no catastrophic life-changing events such as not going out with your friends. But um, nothing, nothing really happened. If you stayed the same, yeah, my dad might say, "Yeah, you need to do better next semester. You, you, you did this the last semester." But if there was a drop of some sort, we were nervous, and there was no like, there was no like avoiding this here. It's like my dad knew when Grace came out; like he knew. So it was like you can't you can't like hold it off for a day or so. No. So my brother uh, would uh, he basically had a issue with a teacher, and the te- and the, he, the, him and the teacher didn't like each other apparently. So he ended up getting like a D or something, and I think science. I can't remember, but when it and then of course having a D on anything, you can just. Get a 3.0 GPA unless you got all A's on everything else. Okay, if you got a D in anything, you're definitely you can forget a 3.0. You can definitely guarantee you're like a 2.7 or 2.6. D drives down that fucking that GPA like a rock. Um, but he came to like he came to my dad with the grades. The first day, my dad literally said, "What's this D here in science? What's what, what's that about?" And so my dad, and so my brother commenced to saying, oh, the teacher doesn't like me. The teacher, for some reason, is like, uh, blah, 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 whatever. My dad wasn't hearing it. He was like, that's no excuse. You, if you had a problem with the teacher, you should have said something before now. He's like, and then and the way he put it was like, um, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, and I, and I went into that story because... Um, the fact that he was trying to make himself out to be a victim and my dad wasn't having it. My dad literally wanted him to say, listen, you know, hey, look, I got D in this kind of class. Me and his teacher aren't hitting off well, but you know what? I'm going to do better. That's literally what he, I think at the end of the day, realizing 20 plus some years later, that's what he really wanted us to, uh, wanted us to respond. He wanted us to respond in that matter. He wanted us to, uh, to own up to what we were doing. Uh, so again, we I was never raised being no victim. So anything I've done in my life, I I know I have a hand in it, so I'll you know, I can't point the finger at someone else. There's very little cases where sometimes someone else is the cause of it, but um, you at the end of the day still have to own up for your own actions and I think that's what I think that's what it comes down to with not just the black community, but with everybody. I mean, you got people, I mean, there was, I'm pretty sure you guys have all heard about it by now. There was this girl that was on TikTok who uh, basically said that anybody that says all life matters, she's going to stab them. She's going to stab them, stab them, stab them. And then she went into a barrage of other videos after that where people were trolling her and she was loved it. Okay. Well, then yesterday morning made my fucking day when I realized she lost her job because of those TikTok 
because of not just, I don't think it was all those TikTok videos, it was just that one, that first one she posted. And then she went in and she went into the whole sob story, how Trump supporters are all trying to see her, trying to see her uh, downfall, blah, blah, blah. But she took no responsibility over what she said that actually kicked this, that actually, that actually kicked this off. So, again, it's not just the black community, it's everybody. People are not taking any sort of responsibility for their own actions and then pushing the blame on on someone else. So, I'm going to bring up one last thing in this podcast. And 2020 is, from what I can tell from my point of view, 2020 is not about the COVID-19. It's not about the lockdowns. It's not about the blue mayors and blue governors that are doing wherever the hell they want but want you to follow the rules. It's not even about George Floyd. It's not even about Ray Sharp. It's not even about Black Lives Matter. It's not. It's, it's, it boils down to one thing and and I know some people are like, where are you going with this? If it's not about all those things, what the hell is it about? Well, I'm going to bring up something. I, I'm a bit of an anime geek. I love, <clears throat> I love Japanese anime. Before Japanese anime, I was into, you know, not just animated series, but a lot of comic book related animated, animated series. Mostly X-Men. Where did... Oddly enough, they dealt with a lot of the same shit. <laughs> um, but um, I bring up this episode of Gargoyles. It was it was a great anime series growing up. I loved it. Me, my me, my brother, my sister, we all loved it. Uh, and there was this one episode where the leader Goliath was uh, flying around and caught a uh, airship, and similar to the one they took down a year before. Well, the owner of that company saw Goliath and was like, hmm, I wonder what he's up to now. Is he going to take this one down too? So he ends up, Goliath ends up getting captured. And so the old man was, and some of y'all out there that are pulling this shit right now, y'all need to think about that because there could be this one motherfucker out there waiting to do this shit to you. So this old man pretty much has him captured. Captured. He brings up the events of what happened a year before, where his company took a hit simply because, you know, Goliath and his clan, you know, pretty much brought down two of these guys' airships, and now his company is subject to a, a hostile takeover. And you know, he wanted Goliath to own up to what he did, and Goliath was like, "Well, it wasn't my fault." I was duped. I was tricked. I was, they, you know, someone told me you were the bad guy and, and I believed him. And he, the old man was like, that, be that as it may, you still did it and you still have to take responsibility for it. So there's this back and forth exchange for most of the episode where Goliath is playing the victim card. He's saying, look, I was a victim of treachery. I did not know anything about you. It wasn't my fault. So, after so long where the old man was just not budging at all he wanted him to say one thing that was it he wanted him to say one thing and uh, Goliath simply broke down he said you know what 
I take full responsibility for what happened. It was my fault. I was in the wrong. And the old man was like, well, I'm glad you're gargoyle enough to admit it. He said, well, it was not easy. And the old man said this. He says, integrity never is. That's what 2020 has been about so far, integrity. We've got to stop all this pointing the finger at Joe Blow because he's got one degree. He makes more money than you. You only got a high school diploma. I mean, you can't sit there and say you can't blame that on someone else, on the choices you made. You still got to take responsibility for those choices because something I've come to realize as much as you can blame someone else, you're still paying for the choices you made at the end of the day. They're not paying for it. You are. And that was something I came to terms with a long time ago when I lost everything. When I lost everything, I blamed everybody. I blamed my friends for abandoning me. I blamed, you know, this and I blamed that and I blamed my family. But then, you know, I sat one day and realized, you know what? I'm the one paying for all these mistakes. I'm the one you know, living on my parents' couch. I'm the one paying for these mistakes. So at what point do I need to start taking responsibility for what happened? And, and I did. I started taking responsibility for what happened. I started taking responsibility for the choices I made. It wasn't easy. It took me a freaking year to get to that point. I mean, I was very, very, I was very uh, stubborn with myself. So, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, uh, it, it was definitely uh, something that people today need to do more of and there are a lot of proud patriots out there that i've talked to that do this on a regular basis and it's and it's, it's like hey look if it was my fault it's my fault i mean i'll own up to it all day long and twice on sunday i'm not gonna sit there and play the victim card i'm not gonna sit there and and and, and blame it on someone else when it was you know my own hand to deal with so when i look at all these rioters and these looters doing their thing and then blaming it on someone else, it's like, well, you know, those businesses had nothing to do with it. It was, it, it, it infuriated me so much when uh, I saw a Nashville police car bashed up at the right here in, you know, in Nashville. And I'm like, well, they got nothing to do with what's, what happened to me in Minneapolis. Like, they got nothing to do with it. What the fuck? I mean... And that's the part that got me upset. It's like it made no sense for for the police here to be, or anywhere else, to be vilified because of the actions of one officer. No one wants to talk about the narrative when it's flipped. Okay? No one wants to talk about if one black guy does this thing and the whole black community gets blamed for it. No one's talking about that because they don't want to have that conversation. But that narrative could very well be flipped in a heartbeat. And it's like, you know, you can't sit there and blame everybody else for the, for the cause of, for, because of one person. Um, Minneapolis PD, they were in the wrong for what they did. They should have addressed this issue with this officer way before, you know, the end of May. And uh, President Trump did a good thing by issuing an executive order, which provides training for more training and more money for officers which is what they really need more training better training because in some of these cities they don't really give a flying fuck about officer training they just throw them out there on the street um 
I mean, there was a lot of training I received when I was at Whiskey Road that I was like, you know, it, 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 at first it was like, wow, I mean, we really needed to do this. But then, you know, you realize when, you know, when you approach hot situations where you have to learn how to de-escalate, it was very beneficial. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> These are just, I'm, I'm, this is liable what you're going to get from me. I'm on liable. I'm liable to ramble a little bit, but I'm okay with it. That's just how I am. But um, for those of you that came on, I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to do one of these uh, every week. Uh, and maybe eventually have a few, you know, have one person hop on here with me. We can have a conversation about some things. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and log off and, uh, you guys have a nice day.